This is Big Man Tyrone, and you're about to watch the MTG Cabal cast with your hosts, Wood, Thirsty, and Reptar. Sub to us on all your podcast networks at MTG Cabal Cast and YouTube. Alrighty, guys, welcome to the newest episode of the Cabal Cast. Uh, we're continuing last week's topic what a yep. change a week is. So it basically, again, unique situation, mm-hmm. uh, changed a lot of daily life for people, coronavirus, and uh, that's that's what we're covering because a lot's changed since last week yep. when it was just the Channel Fireball announcement that the warehouse side is shutting down. So, yeah, I, I mean, I guess let's take it away. Yeah, so uh, we'll continue with that. Uh, Channel Fireball has shut down their warehouse operations. Uh, being in California, that makes sense with the full lockdown. They did it a couple days ahead. They are continuing their buy list operations though because according to lsv on lr last week they don't need the warehouse for that nope i guess you know some person in an office just doing buy list so that's fine so you can still stack up your credit or get paid Uh, i don't think they've actually really determined one way or the other if they're going to stop either one of those for the time being but that's kind of the most unique situation we have here where somebody shut down the warehouse but not the buy list as opposed to some other vendors that have shut down their buy lists, but not their warehouse, because warehouses in some states are still being deemed essential. Yeah. Basically, uh, New York State, where TCG Player is, uh, which is also a unique situation, uh, California, yeah. I think Massachusetts is now on complete lockdown. Mm-hmm. So anybody based in those with a warehouse, uh, SOL, TCG Player kind of gets skirted around that like Amazon does. Um, they're, like we talked about pre-cast, you mentioned that warehouses are deemed essential because some warehouses are sending out uh, essential goods or stocking essential goods Businesses, to somebody else. Stuff yep. like that. So they get yeah. it. TCG player situation is a little unique because they are actively striking. Yeah. Their workers are on strike. So direct is slow uh, because that yeah. comes direct from the TCG warehouse. But they haven't turned. Yep. They haven't turned anything off yet. Uh, we have seen yeah. Card Kingdom delay buy lists 72 hours. That was an announcement they made. Their warehouse website and storefront are still good because they're in Washington State. And yeah. despite the fact that Seattle is in flux right now, they're fine where they are. But they have also cut the legs out from underneath their buy list and just lopped off a ton of it. Yeah. So we can see that their business model has changed. And that's kind of one of the things we want to talk about. Uh, we know that uh, with the shutdown of Star City's tournament series, there uh, it was mentioned on a podcast from one of their employees that they actually have had to look at their revenue stream and see what they can do. Yeah. Not to say that they're in trouble, but they did lose uh, an avenue of income. So they have to kind of reconfigure and see what they can do. Physical card sales slow down, and that's what they deal in. So right now, all they have is their their articles. Yeah. Yeah. What, what can they do? Um, and you mentioned you, you, you work for, for minis. Yeah. Uh, we're buy list shut off. Uh, and it's, it's interesting that, you know, some vendors who have elected to stay open and there's actually 95, if you go to their Facebook or their Twitter, just posted an online buy list for the first time ever. Yeah. And that's, that's never happened before. Just hasn't been a thing. Um, so that's, that's kind of interesting, but the difference in philosophy that these companies are having, like, you know, is this a time to be buying or not? And I think what's going to happen is you're probably going to see, you know, the Facebook marketplace take off for this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. 
yeah. you know, I, I, I don't think you're going to be able to see, like, you know, cards as much on... You're not going to see as many sales on TCG because people are going to be fire-sailing cards through other venues. Yes. So pay attention to that or, you know, get a buy list up if you've got the money. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you even have people who are, like, you know... It, Posting on Twitter, you know, hey, I have this collection for twenty thousand dollars. I'm looking for twelve. Yep. And they're just trying to get rid of it as quick as possible because yep. with no events, I, what can you do? What are you going to do? Uh, yeah. there, there's a small movement regarding Twitter sales. Uh, James Shilcott is uh, and the community at MTG Price are trying to help those in need in regards yep. to selling collections. So pay attention to the MTG Finance hashtag as well as MTG Price hashtag. Um, yep. You know, he's trying to send people to the best locations for buys whether it's his community or not which is you know great people helping people is is always good yep uh like you mentioned facebook the thing i like about facebook as an individual is that that's where you're going to find your files fire sale collections or just collections that you couldn't find locally anymore as a vendor it's really rough because yeah if you pared down your buy list or you just leave it open uh, a company we talked about this earlier, like Troll and Toad, might not be affected because they have so many different categories that any one of them could drop, and the rest will kind of carry the weight. Um, yeah. They leave their their buy list open, but they might lose out to sales on Facebook because people are going to be able to move the cards faster and for more. Yeah, which is also the reason why you won't see a lot of people move to TCG Player because you can't just start your account at level four which means you have to have shipping across the board. You've got to price the lowest. You might not actually be able to move your stuff yep. as quick as you needed to. So Facebook Marketplace is going to be great for the individual, difficult for the business. Yeah. Uh, and that's you know that's one of the problems is that you're seeing... You know, we I, I have harped a lot on how the LGS has been kind of dumpstered on lately. Mm-hmm. And with these distributor closes and everything else, it's going to get a whole lot worse before it gets better. Oh, absolutely. And that's, that's part of the problem I see. It, and in, at, at this point, it's unintentional by Wizards. That is at least. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's going to be a lot more individual, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens to standard mm-hmm. singles. Because if we're not getting sealed product out, there's not going to be a new flow of standard singles in. And that's kind of terrifying uh, to know like what what could happen there because it's not it's not a place we've been in before. We've had shortages, right? Yes. Where it's like, oh, you know, you've got to wait two months for another batch of the whatever. Next standard or, or there's weeks, been a whatever. problem with a release due to damage of the product, a la Dark Steel. Uh, yeah, we've been shorted pro- uh, product because of that. And, but those have all had a finite timeline on when it's going to be fixed. And that's not the case here. No. We don't have that at all. And that is absolutely fascinating to me to see what's going to happen there. Yeah. Uh, also interesting is uh, there is the possibility of a delay of release for new sets. And if you don't change rotation, then that means standard kind of gets log jammed a little bit. Yeah. Where... We're just going to get like two rapid fire sets and people aren't just going to know what to buy, where to spend their money. Yeah. And it might be overwhelming or there might just not be enough time for people to really settle into the format and cards to move around uh, on yeah. price. So that that's going to be uh, pretty interesting in regards to standard and the LGS. Uh, just 
stop real quick uh, received word Southern is also closing. So that's actually one of the biggest yep. distributors for like sealed product for stores. Southern Hobby, so, i.e. Sports and more, yeah. Yeah, that's that's huge. Yeah. Uh, if they're closed now, which they are. Mm-hmm. So that's that's another one now that now there's almost no way to get sealed product. So you're going to see the vendors like Cool Stuff, Star City, Card Kingdom, Miniature Market, all these places that have just a huge backlog of sealed product. They are the only place you will be able to get any sealed product now. Yep. And uh, there are a lot of players in the market opening up the vaults and selling out um, old sealed product. Irrelevant to what we're talking about, but sealed is an interesting space right now. And yeah. for what it's worth, we are about a month away from the uh, Ecoira release. That is April 24th. We are recording yeah. this on Monday, March 23rd. So there does exist the real opportunity that if people are closing now for 14 days, there will be a two-week period where if distros do come back online, they're going to have to just shotgun out as much product as possible. And there's a very real chance that this pre-release is shorted in terms of overall uh, product. Yeah. So there could and be. And that's it, the interesting thing there, too, is speaking philosophically, what is Wizards going to do with that? Because you look at, you know, for example, WizKids, right? They do all the Dungeons and Dragons minis. Mm-hmm. So a new set was supposed to release this coming Friday. Because the set and their minis are manufactured overseas, they were already here, and they said, you know what? Let it out. Okay. As soon as you get it open, you can sell it. And if something like that happens with Ikoria, because, you know, in St. Louis, for example, there's a limit of, uh, they're enforcing the 10 people. Okay. So, but it lifts four days before the pre-release as of right now. Mm Mm-hmm. So what's a store going to do in that situation where they've got to basically decide, like, okay, well, I've got a little bit of time, but it may end up getting extended out. Yep. And it's, you know, again, it's it's something that if you want it, you, sh- you know, the best time to plant a tree is six months ago. Yes. And that's kind of where we're at, unfortunately, with some of this product. Yeah. And so the, the reason this is relevant is because that rolls up to vendor strat. The vendors have planned ahead and determined via pack cracking math and, and pre-orders over time yeah. what they're going to need to buy. So things might be shorted in terms of pre-order numbers because people don't know when they're going to be able to re- return to paper. Pre-orders might uh, not actually go up for sealed product overall. Mm-hmm. We don't have singles. Uh, sorry, we don't have uh, spoilers yet. That'll actually happen in a couple of weeks, but the pack cracking math will be done very quickly uh, thereafter and orals, orders yeah. will be placed. But if distros aren't open, they can't get the product, and now they need to move that capital somewhere else, pick something else up to make up for those lost pre-releases, that lost product. And then eventually they're going to have to circle back around and hope they have that capital again to go and buy the glut. It's going to be this weird off-cycle purchasing for vendors because if distros are shutting down and that's your your lifeline for this stuff, how else are you going to get it? When are you going to get it? It's all a big question mark. One of the things that I found really interesting when we talked about this was a change in strategy entirely uh, for biolists. You know, we we, sh- we talked about shorting and turning it off, et cetera. And we we already mentioned 95. 95 actually put up this biolist that's up on the screen now four days ago. That was the end of last week. And if you'll yep. notice, it is EDH heaters. Attracts oh, yeah. Creator Hub. Absolutely EDH. Edgar Markov, Doubling Season, Panharmonicon. 90H 
in light of effectively this shutdown has turned entirely to a casual biolist, an EDH yeah. all-star biolist. Why so that when this ends and they can go back to uh, to Magic Fests and they can turn their TCG player site uh, back on or just ramp back up, those cards are there and ready and they can just immediately churn. They yeah. don't have to worry about stocking. And how many people are going to come out to the next Magic Fest? Where is it going to be? They don't have to worry about that. They turn that site back on and they can start in sales immediately. They know with the command zone at Magic Fests, anything they bring with them to sell, to, to sell on site will sell on site. So they're yeah. basically you know, shifting their capital and their buy list over because they don't know what these formats are going to look like coming out of this. And it makes and sense. The other thing is, I you know, viewing the Twitter Twitter sphere and being in some of the discords that I am, it's interesting that EDH singles are what they're going after because being such a community driven format and the professor, you know, posted about the EDH or play EDH discord last week. Yeah. There are an astounding number of people that are playing paper by camera. Yes. And they're playing EDH. Yep. So not only are they going to be able to capitalize when this explodes after this whole thing is over, they're going to be able to capitalize in the interim as well. Uh, what's that quote from be- Jurassic Park? Life finds a way. Yeah, life. Yeah. Uh, EDH finds, finds a way. way. Yeah, it, it always finds a way, and that's that's kind of where yeah. it feels like it's going. We used to see this kind of setup with old school the Magic. You know, this is a thing we are familiar with because the player pool for that was so small for a very long time. When it was mainly a European thing and kind of catching on in the U.S., you can't play yeah. at that distance, so they had to close the gap, and they were playing like that. So yep. it's nice to see that somebody else picked this up. There's a lot of people that we follow and interact with. I think the spike feeders were actually just super active starting at the beginning of last week, making all these neat little cardboard houses and stuff to make sure, like, for their brand yeah. new setups, essentially, so they could play from home. No glare, easy to read cards, et cetera, et cetera. And it's really nice to see, like, that kind of thing pushing forward. And it does kind of make you think, like, I assume 95 did. Well, if we want to keep churning inventory and making money, yep. how do we do that? Well, we shift to the only community that really seems to be pushing along that doesn't have a digital format in front of them to take over EDH. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it harkens back to the philosophy that we've basically been spouting since the beginning of this podcast and that casuals drive the market and they're where you're going to make your money. And yeah, that's exactly but, what this is. Oh, yeah. Um, I think the one thing that's kind of hard to predict and I'm very curious about, I was thinking about it the other day. I don't think I mentioned it last time on the cast, but coming out of all of this, you know, LGSs are going to be in a hard space. Some of them might shudder if this is take uh, goes on long enough. Some smaller stores might shudder as well. What do Magic Fests look like moving forward in regards to vendors? Do we go back to the days of the... Uh, early to mid 2000s where it's the same large vendors you see the same people that just have a huge online presence and a worldwide yeah. uh, net that they can cast in terms of uh, buys and sells you know we go back to seeing channel fireball and strike zone and gaming etc cool stuff troll and toad like is that the vendor list from here on out you know 95 yeah. because they're u.s and japan like is that magic it's going to be the forward? big guys, and that's basically it, because everyone else is going to get swallowed up. Which I, you know, I'd kind of touched on before. Not you know, this is not tinfoil hat time. Uh, it seemed like for a while that was where they were going. Is that they wanted the bigger, like vendors, to rise to the top and separate out and be like the shining beacon. Yeah, and that's that's where we've gotten. Yeah, it just 
purely by happenstance this time. It, definitely, yeah, it, nothing you know, intentional at all. No, no, it, it's just an interesting thought where this kind of resets the game back to a point in time that you know a lot of people might not remember, where you just had the same vendors every yeah. time. Yeah. You know? Which, it's it's back to when you know you had a couple backpackers like you know Bernie, for example, that just did really well and got there. Yeah. And that's it's an interesting reset because at that time we didn't have TCG player the way we do now. Mm. So, Scry Magazine, yeah, or Inquest, oh, yeah, those were the days. Oh yeah, but no, it, I'm I'm going to be curious to see in the next couple of weeks as more states begin to shut down. And this is actually really important for people who are thinking about buy listing cards. Is they're going to be companies that do shift their policies and cut their buy lists because they want to sit on capital. They don't want to spend because there's no demand on the website, right? So they're just going to cut it and sit on capital versus those that don't, yep. that will keep the buy list open. And that, the way that I see that, that, that kind of shapes the landscape moving forward. And we should see a little more of this you know, as we go. You'll basically be able to tell who's refocusing their efforts. Yeah, you know who's going to stay in in what position, and is anybody going to take on, um, you know, powerful, iconic cards? You know, whenever those enter the market, is there going to be one vendor that just swoops in and, and gobbles them up because they know coming or they think coming out of this, you know, those prices will rise because we're seeing fire sales on, ex expensive sealed and expensive singles, and not just yeah. like a foil jace. No, we're talking like, ABU revised stuff, entire collections like that go up. Who's out there to gobble it up? Who has the chutzpah to just spend yeah. in, in this in this market because they know they have the capital to sit on and they'll come out of this fine. And this might be a topic we keep touching back on because we recorded the last pod on Monday and Channel announced the closing of their warehouse a couple of days after that. Ninety five shifted focus entirely. You know, yep. at this point in time, Star City knows what they're going to do, so we might be able to figure out what you know how they're going to refocus, possibly rebrand, what cool yeah. stuff Card Kingdom, et cetera, are going to do. And this really does shape how you out your cards moving forward. There are a lot of things that we talk about being long holds, a lot of, not, not the, the penny specs, but a lot of the 25 and 50 cent rares that we look at it as great EDH cards that have appeal later on. A lot of those sales yeah. are going to be buyless because you want to buy in bulk. Mm -hmm. While buyless don't recover for a long period of time, or some people don't, like you're expected out. It's like, let's say, Card Kingdom doesn't come back with a great EDH buyless anymore. Maybe now it's 95. Yeah. You know, you gotta, you got to push and pull and, and keep an eye on this stuff, and it's very, very interesting, and it's going to be a unique situation moving forward. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it is, you know, like I touched on last week, one of the most unique situations not just for MTG finance, but in general that we've, I've, you know, had in our lifetimes. So it's, it's going to be very fascinating to see, uh, you know, the only time we've had something similar to this, I would think in magic history in terms of like impact mm -hmm. was probably Chronicles, honestly. Yeah. Where I just smushed the market overall. Yeah. And it, it just flattened it and that, you know, then we got the reserve list and now mm -hmm. years later, we're still feeling the effects of it. And I yeah. think that's, you know, where you're going to be. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of what we're talking about, almost everything, is exclusive to the North American market because we have a large number of vendors to look at and see what's going yeah. on. You know, Japan has a few. We talk about 95, and they're closely linked to Haruruya. But there are no real like super vendors, so to speak, in the EU. There are some shops in the U.S. that have uh, forwarding houses and addresses in the EU, yeah. but they don't have a presence there yet. 
So there's going to be a lot of information coming out and seeing like, oh, these large groups that operate in the EU, the guys that do buy a ton of distro and just fire sale into the U.S. because they'll make a profit, even yeah. in Violist, you know, what are they going to be doing moving, moving forward? Are they going to be the ones that buy up all the product again? Or are they going to stop that fire sale and hoard yeah. for a little bit? Are they going to wait for the next standard set, et cetera, et cetera? So this is going to be much like it is for your day-to-day -day an evolving situation. Yeah. And probably something we'll touch on as, as we get news. So stay tuned, I guess. Yeah, I will we'll cover it when it's relevant, which yeah. will probably be for a little bit the way things Forever. are you know, starting to pop up. On yeah. A, yeah, on a related note, if you bought into MotoTix before everybody went into quarantine and you have an out, Boy. you win. Yeah. Are you doing well? Yeah. Real we, good. Yeah, we were yeah. talking about that in in, uh, in a Discord earlier today. Somebody asked if that was an easy pickup and to win if you had the outs, and I said, yeah, if you knew where to sell them, because right now I don't know who buys with Monotraders and you know a couple other services, just you know renting the formats, right? Yeah. But man, whoo, Karn, Boy, up, 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 yeah, you're 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 coming out ahead if you can cash it out, cash out on those. Yeah, Fow has been you know how how long? Yeah. Jeez. In the last like one or two weeks, it tripled up, like absurd. Yeah, no, it's uh, uh, Karn as well has been shooting up in paper and on Moto. It's like some ridiculous number of tickets on Moto. I, I'd have to look it up, but I don't know where to go honestly to check. Yeah, that's like, but if you're not in on Moto, it's Cube all the time right now. So play oh, some yeah. vintage Cube, watch some vintage Cube, whatever you want. Just Moto is going gangbusters right now. Arena, not so much. But yeah. neither here nor there. Picks. Because we're on yes. our way up. All right. I want you to go first because I got a lot okay. of points to make. Okay. So uh, my pick, and this is kind of interesting considering what I've said about the card in the past, is Inverter. So the reason I say Inverter is if it was going to get the ban, it would have already because we're out of Pioneer season right now. Uh, so I don't think there's going to be a lot of eyes on Inverter. We're about to hit Modern season where there will be some eyes on it in Modern. Yep. But uh, since it's high in February, it's been on a steady downtick. Mm -hmm. And it peaked at about $6, $7 when Violist was 5 now its low is 275 and Bylist is about a quarter. And there's still people that will windmill slam sell this card for a dollar or two without blinking. Do I think that it's a long-term good thing? No, I think as soon as it gets back to Pioneer season, you dump this as quickly as you possibly can. Oh yeah, 100%. Because it's going to get banned. Like, it just is. And that's fine. But... Uh, it's it's definitely, I think, when it comes back, going to go back up to your seven to eight dollars. Yeah, and I think that's when you get rid of it. Uh, there's a big is an awkward descriptor for this event, but there was uh, the Magic for Charity event that ran over the weekend that was, I believe, put together by Todd Anderson, and it was yeah. Pioneer and started a ton of the Star City personalities, people that have worked for the company or have done commentary, etc. Yeah, and Brad Nelson won the event with Inverter of Truth. There are a lot of people that say this is a card that people are playing that you shouldn't, and there are a lot of people that are play that are saying that this card is a sleeper right now in the format because everybody's gunning for it. Yeah. So, 
either way, this is this card is still a focal point of the format. Right? Yeah. I, I also think that as it's around longer, you're going to see things like you saw where we had it pop up in Legacy, where Doomsday is a deck again because of this card. Yep. You're going to see it pop up in Modern, obviously, where there's that weird, awesome hybrid Adnos list. Yes. It's like half Adnos, half that, and mm-hmm. just real bizarre, but I love it. Yep. Uh, you can uh, do this in EDH. You can effectively slam the Legacy and Modern decks together all into one deck, uh, generaled yep. by Fainax. Trust me, I put I, I built my 99 over the weekend, and it's real choice. It is. Yeah. It is a good deck. Very good. Uh, and that's, you know, I I think in those formats, it's less necessary for it to get a ban. So worst case, you can out it to someone like that. Mm-hmm. But I think. Pretty good, honestly. I think it's a good long-term hold. Uh, I brought up the prices, and it's like... Uh, the min shipping on it basically brings it up towards $3, yeah. which is fine. But because people are telling you not to favor this in the format, a lot of people are just kind of eschewing it as a card or as a strategy and playing something else instead. So yep. it is kind of a false positive on, how, on the price being where it is. The moment yep. it, it picks up, it's going to go up. If you want to play this card, buy in now. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. And but keep in mind, you're probably going to have to sell out at fire sale prices if you intend to play with it. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, right. If if market is to, to be believed, and I'll filter for foil, man, the, the multiplier on the foil right now is like uh, 4 to 5x, and that is way yeah. too big a spread. So that tells you yep. either the foil is way overpriced or the non-foil is way underpriced, and you should be buying in. And if you filter TCG player by four or more, you're going to see a lot of people outing multiples of four, which means they have multiple play sets ready to go for multiple players, and that's how they wanted to get rid of them. So these are people just yep. kind of trying to get rid of their copies, just dump, 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 because Bialis weren't good enough. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, you want to play the format? Great entry point price for this. It's cheaper than the Jaces right now, and you need four of these, one Jace, I believe. Maybe two Jace. I can't remember the numbers. But if you were dragging your feet, now would be the time to stop dragging them and pick these up, play the format. It, it's still probably the best deck. It'll be iterated on. Yeah. Brad Nelson was playing the new Vraska in the deck, and that gave him an alternate win con in two ways. The Malting Vraska, uh, the new one, is ridiculous. And making enough zombies to mill out your opponent combined with Jace is also a very real strategy. Yes. Every every time she pluses, she makes a two three blocker and mill. And every time they attack, they mill the your yep, opponent. Pretty good. Like, yeah, just an outstanding card, even as a one of. So, uh, a plus. I just don't know the timetable. I don't. I haven't. They cut all the magic fest, so we can't tell you when it's coming back as pi- uh, to be pioneer anymore. Yeah. So. You gotta wait a little bit, but don't sleep on it. It's a waiting game, and it's cheap, and people are, you know, probably dumping cards for money anyways. So take advantage where you can. Yeah, a paper will mirror Moto, and eventually as we come out of our quarantine and thus our hobbit holes, people will be playing this format again. And this will be a card people will have to buy. Yeah. There you go. Uh, uh, Like I said, a I like it. I just don't know the the terms on it in regards to how long you would want to hold because who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I, it's hard to say yeah. how long it would actually be. Yeah. 
Uh, my card, I had an idea of, but I'm not really sure anymore. So, my, <laughs> I mean, look, things were all right, and then I just got dunked on by uh, a cancellation and everything. But my card is oh, still awesome. super cheap, so it's awesome. <laughs> my card, after seeing Mar uh, Maro's uh, Tumblr post, because apparently that's a real social media site still, if you're not yep. doing porn, is Endraise Forerunners. It's a card I've yeah. liked for a while. I just didn't have a good applicable pay place to put this in our our pick stream yet. I want to see what uh, Ikoria or Ikoria, whatever it is, brought. And Maro's post, and I'll I'll bring it up. It's just a, a bunch of bullet points. Doesn't really tell us a lot. Is going to be good with this card, except for the fact that there's going to be. 13 or so different types of counters that are added so obviously you're going to get plus one plus one counters in some way shape or form yeah and the, there's still exists the possibility of a swarm strategy uh, in Ikora standard and while i'm not banking on that i'm banking on a price trend of other similar cards that tell us that this card is worth much more than the 30 some cents that it's sitting at right now uh, in fair. in market price so this has been super flat since it dropped. Like, it's been 30-some cents forever, which is fine. It tells you it's a rope. It hits, it hits. At any price, it's just going to continue along. Yeah. There are a number of cards that do what it does when it ATBs and gives a plus uh, to your team and trample. You're looking at Crater of Behemoth, which is basically number one. You have Pathbreaker Ibex, uh, Earthshaker Giant, and Decimator of Provinces. And they, I basically listed those in CMC aggregate. So the, everything yeah. is a six drop except for Decimator, which is 10. Nine if you emerge it. And raise is eight. So it's the second okay. most expensive option. Yeah. The, the other thing that this is different from is the other... Uh, uh, source of eternal trample essentially which is Kamal Fist of Croja. Yeah. Uh, that card has gone up and it will never come back unless they reprint it. Oh, let me see if I can yep. find it real quick on stocks. It and uh, I believe it's Pathbreaker Ibex. Yeah I'll bring this up and you can see on yeah, stocks that's the one. you can see on stocks that Kamal actually the market has uh, begun has superseded the average and thus a price spike is coming i do have a note on this yeah uh pathbreaker ibex yeah the pathbreaker was in uh one of the commanders yes it was in a commander set yeah. and again you can see that the market has superseded this one is a lot superseded since i called it um yeah like i knew that i knew that the spike was coming which is why i announced it in our discord on thursday for ibex yeah. because i think four forerunner is too cheap for this effect Right. Yeah. So we're seeing uh, Ibex at you know $9 plus, Kamal at $9 plus, 10 now. When I wrote this, they were 8 each, right? Yeah. The the, th the thing I like about Forerunners is that it's super cheap and like Decimator of Provinces. Let me see if I can spell yeah. this. It is going to stay cheap for a while because it's currently in Standard. Yep. But it will pick up over time, and that's what you need to look at, and that's the trend we're going to follow here. Is we have so many similar cards that we can see the price increase happening, and I'll, I'll yeah, 
And that's what I looked for with this pick, was I wanted something that we could look at similar cards that had a similar track record, and eventually saw a spike. So you see Decimator started at almost $8 when it was released, and just tanked and stayed steady at about a dollar. And then as of January, it just spikes, and it's on its way down again, but... Well, and the interesting thing about Decimator compared to the others is that all of the others, including Enrays, are mm -hmm. ETB triggers. Yes. Decimator is only a cat. Yes. There's a lot more upside to Enrays to be more like a Pathbreaker Ibex than a Decimator because it is an ETB. So when you're like casual EDH, mm -hmm. you can reanimate it. Or you could bounce it and replay it. Uh, like you, you could with Decimator as well. The other thing is the uh, Decimator, even if you emerge it, if you saw the photo when I brought it up, it still yeah. costs more than for, uh, Enray's Forerunner. And yep. uh, Forerunner also gives Vigilance on top of Trample. That was important when I was looking yeah. for these cards. There are not a lot that give a plus and Trample. It's, it's frighteningly small, yeah. the number of cards uh, that do that. The other thing that I and found... Okay. I was going to say, and the fact that you get Vigilance in green, yes, which is not a color known for Vigilance at all. It's not white. Nope, uh, which makes it very easy to pair with red and get a secondary attack step, or red and white yeah. and get a secondary attack step to just mush, because that plus two, plus two in Trample stays. Yep. Right? So uh, you can swing it again. The other thing I, I liked about this and the reason I, I picked it, and I, I don't have the ability to just step through all of these, is that... Uh, Enrace Forerunner is in the same number of decks as Kamal and Pathbreaker Ibex, according to EDH yeah. Rec, but costs 4% of what the others do. And so what we're looking at, I'll, I'll bring up uh, Rec. You can see of the 147,000 decks, it's in 3% of those, which is about 4,800. Generally speaking... When you look at the commanders and the cards this goes with, this wants to play like medium to big size creatures and then just plus them and mush through. Yeah. If we get... It's not a token-based strategy. It's not doubling Caesar. We're not looking at parallel lives. That was another pick yeah. that could have been made based on the information we got from Moreau. This is sticking with that because it still has the opportunity to spike in standard. If we yeah. get a lot of low-to-the-ground mana-producing creatures or token strategies in... Uh, Ikoria that allows you to cast this card or cheat it into play. Mm -hmm. Because this is an ETB trigger. So if you were to use something like Elvish Piper or Quicksilver Amulet or uh, Cryptic... Sneak Attack yep. or whatever. Yep, Gateway to just drop it from your hand into play and go. I mean, those are all EDH for yep. Legacy cards, etc. But we get something like that in Standard, just a way to cheat this in from your hand. Uh, yeah. Go. Uh, Pig, Ilhark. You could reanimate oh, yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Reanimate this with Ilhark. You know, there are opportunities for this to spike in Sander, which is why I like it at 30 some cents. The the information I had on this basically leads me to believe this is probably going to be uh, three to five after uh, Akoria. If we get Swarm style cards, meaning it hits in Standard for one reason or another. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I think that number is the same, but the timeline is going to be after rotation. But this is yeah. not a card that's going to drop in price between now and rotation. The well, price line is the too The other flat. interesting thing is, it isn't standard. If we run into the sealed product problem that we were talking about, well, maybe it goes up in standard still. Yeah. I, but I, I think that you're right. Like Long term, there's no way this doesn't hit. No. Like I, at all. 
I, I made a call with Decimator of Provinces because Pathbreaker Ibex had not been printed yet. The Decimator would do the same thing, and it did. It just took much longer than I thought it would, yeah. and it was kind of a bad investment because Decimator took, oh, geez, close to a year to drop down to a dollar when it pre pre-ordered at 7 plus. We're looking at 30 cents right now. Yeah. The, uh, Decimator's a mythic. This is a rare. It comes in... Uh, set packs and pre-release promo uh, only. I did a little bit more due diligence on this one. I did not see it in the list for FNM promo packs, so I think we're okay there. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if this pops up in an EDH product in the future, something that wants to go wide because it is an easy, fun card to understand. It does exactly what WotC wants to do, which is make combat more entertaining. Yeah, and this is a card, like I said, that goes from thirty cents to three dollars pretty easily as a regular. Real rare. quick. Yep, it's also super easy to find on the cheap. Right yeah. Now. So that's my pretty, pick for this week. Pretty good. I I like it. Yeah, I have gone in on it, but I haven't gone ham. No, yeah, I'm only like 10, 15 inverters in. And that's after I fire sailed a bunch, obviously, when the band seemed imminent. Yeah, so, which yeah. makes sense. All, and hindsight being twenty twenty, it was a better idea than we thought. Yeah. So, uh, But unless you have anything else, I think we are all set for this week. Good to go. All right. Uh, so on the way out, guys, we are at MDG Cabalcast on Twitter and Patreon. Last week, I put up our little quick hits. I will be doing that, or we'll be doing that either with cards that we find that uh, need to be discussed outside of the cast or questions, topics, et cetera, that were given. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you can expect that not this week, but next. So if there's anything you want to know about or any cards you want us to discuss, you know, feel free to hit us on Twitter at MTG Kapalcast, or you can hit us on Facebook at MTG Kapalcast, even YouTube. I do check those comments from time to time. Yep. Otherwise, I at Halt, I am Reptar on Twitter, and you are... I am at Thirsty Sizzler. Please... Give us feedback. We don't care if you like or subscribe. We just want to know what you guys want to see yeah. and hear. Otherwise, we'll catch you next week. See you guys.